Travis Ryer, the BamaOnline.com staff, following the media viewing periods at Tuesday's football practice at the University of Alabama. The Crimson Tide coming off a full full pad practice on Monday night under the lights out there at the Thomas Drew practice fields. Heat index well into the excess of 100 degrees out there today. Probably a real feel out there, somewhere around 110 degrees. Uh, projected to be maybe the hottest day of the year to this point in Tuscaloosa. And with that, with safety at the utmost of concerns, Alabama inside the Hank Crisp Indoor Facility on this Tuesday. Once again, working out in full pads. Uh, the Crimson Tide uh, with not really a two-a-day, but it probably feels like a two-a-day to the players because you practiced last night, you turn right around, have an early afternoon practice today. So a little bit of a challenge for the players, nothing like uh, three-a-days from 20 years ago or so. Those have long since been outlawed. Hard to imagine that even back in the late 90s, early aughts maybe, you had that sort of situation uh, with as, as hot as it is outside today. but. Crimson Tide in there and full pads inside uh, this afternoon. In terms of injuries, uh, didn't really see anything entirely different from last night. A couple of guys might be dinged up a little bit. We saw Antonio Alfano, the freshman defensive lineman. He was in his gear, but didn't look like he was doing a whole lot during the early stages of Tuesday's practice. Um, the tight end position, Miller Forstall continues to look like he's improving there. Uh, coming off his injury in the offseason with those tight ends today. We did see Matt Womack return to the offensive line in terms of being active and participant with those guys. In fact, the first group we saw today, we talked about this last night, and Charlie Potter, of course, will have all of this in his practice report in a mere matter of minutes, if it isn't already up at BamaOnline.com. You know, that five we saw last night, you had Emil Echior at center. You had... Um, Landon Dickerson, the FSU grad transfer at right guard. You had Jedrick Wills at right tackle. Uh, at left guard, you had true freshman Evan Neal last night. At left tackle, you had Alex Leatherwood. Well, what we saw today with Matt Womack back in the mix was the veteran Womack at right guard next to Jedrick Wills. Still had Emil Echior at center. Uh, that's a change from the opening of camp where um, Chris Owens had open camp uh, with that first group. Uh, and at left guard today, you still had Evan Neal. Left tackle, you still had Alex Leatherwood. So, again, a little bit of a different look with those five. Not all that surprising because we have seen Alabama in previous years, especially where there's competition at spots, go with different combinations through the first, through the two scrimmages of fall camp, and then sort of settle on one when about the time classes start. You know, and that's when you see the transition from camp to sort of season opener mode. Uh, and that's what you'll see in all likelihood from Alabama really about a week from tomorrow. Uh, you'll start seeing more scout team jerseys go on in, a, in anticipation of Duke. And you'll see combinations more and more settled upon, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's the inside linebacker rotation, which today there didn't seem to be a lot of difference from last night. Alabama, once again today, really repping up that dime package with the defensive backs and the even the outside linebackers involved a little bit in that today more so than last night but as far as you know the Josh McMillan situation and how that impacts inside linebacker we still saw Markel Benton working with the twos at Mac 
in the dime. Of course, Dylan Moses working with the ones at Mac uh, is the only inside linebacker on the field in that look in the six defensive backs package. So that really wasn't different. The secondary wasn't either in terms of the dime. Um, you know, the guys that we have talked about in terms of, you know, the safeties in that look, Shaheem Carter, Jared Maiden, Xavier McKinney sliding up into the box at the money position. Uh, Patrick Sertan, the second at star, Trayvon Diggs, Josh Job as your corners. That all looked the same out there today. Now, in terms of quarterbacks and wide receivers, we did see some first and goal from the 10 type situational passing, not against the defense or anything like that, just quarterbacks and receivers working different routes to the corners, working the back in line uh, right there around the goal post, which is typically a sweet spot for offenses uh, when they throw it in, in that part of the field, the middle of the field in there. Um, quarterbacks doing about what you would expect with Tua Tonga Vailoa and Mac Jones, Talia Tonga Vailoa. Paul Tyson all seemed to throw it pretty good today. In fact, uh, the wide receiver, Slade Bolton, probably had the nicest catch uh, by a wide receiver while we were in there. Made a really good play on a high throw from Tua Tonga Vailoa. Got his right hand on the ball, sort of self-tipped it to himself and made a nice play. And you, know, you continue to hear that Slade Bolden kind of under the radar in terms of that next tier of wide receivers uh, just continues to be really steady. Had a, a solid outing apparently in the scrimmage last Saturday. So you know, when you start thinking about those guys behind Judy and Ruggs and Smith and Waddle still to be determined. Uh, John Mechie obviously going to be in that mix as the true freshman. Uh, but maybe Slade Bolden finds his way in there as well to go along with Terrell Shavers and Xavier Williams. So we did see some of that right in front of us. Running backs were right there because we were inside today. Chadarius Townsend in a continuation from yesterday when he went back to the running back position with the injury to Trey Sanders. We saw um, Chadarius once again working with those running backs. They were sort of in order with Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford, Keelan Robinson, and also um, you had Shadarius Townsend in there working with Charles Huff. And those running backs, uh, trying to think if I'm missing anything else. Still not seeing DJ Dale. Now, when they're inside like today, we don't really see the defensive linemen. Um, as far as offensive line health, Matt Womack comes back. I shot video of the offensive line. I didn't notice. I don't think Charlie did either. Charlie mentioned this after the viewing periods himself that uh, didn't see Pierce Quick in the practice. I think Charlie may have seen Pierce Quick uh, in another area of the facility though at some point. So something to keep an eye on uh, as you move into uh, the middle to end of the week. You'll hear from Nick Saban again on Thursday. Nick Saban will address reporters uh, following Thursday's practice in advance of Saturday's second and final scrimmage of fall camp. And you know, should be a big one for a handful of guys. I think this staff probably right now feels like their first 30 to 35 guys, they have a pretty good idea of who those guys are going to be. But you're still looking for those final 10, 15 guys to sort of fill out your top 40 to 50 on your roster um, that are truly a part of things on a weekly basis or at least going into the season opener against Duke. From that standpoint, uh, important on Saturday, but not as important as getting a number of your frontline guys through it. Got to get your frontline guys some work on Saturday, but got to get your frontline guys 
through it healthy as much as anything else. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's about it in terms of points of interest from the practice on Tuesday. If you have anything you'd like to ask or maybe some input, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And again, this will download on the Built by Bama Online podcast. So if you subscribe to the podcast, Built by Bama Online, this will drop into your pod library. Uh, Trip Bennett asking about Stefan Wynn. It's another guy we, we didn't notice. And, and again, we didn't see the defensive line really today. Um, but it's a lower extremity uh, type situation. Um, the expectation is that it isn't long-term, that it's sort of the season-ending variety. It is not expected to be that. It is a situation with Stefan Wynn where you know, depending on how he responds to the procedure, you know, could be back in a couple of three weeks, something like that. Evan, we haven't seen kickoff returns uh, really in practice. What we saw in the spring uh, was Henry Ruggs back deep with Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is the off return guy, more of a, a blocker uh, in that role. And then Henry Ruggs, fastest guy on the team. So it would make sense that if you can put him in position to split a seam and make a big play on a kickoff return, you would do that. But they certainly have other options. Jalen Waddell is one of those guys. Uh, I think Trey Sanders could have been an option before his injury. Uh, we've seen Trayvon Diggs do it in the past. But I would probably swing more right now to Henry Ruggs III. Jimmy, my understanding is Trey Sanders has had the surgery for his foot. Um, and so I, I think that probably happened pretty quick after the injury. Jonathan, we saw Jerez Parks. He was one of those outside linebackers I was talking about earlier when Alabama was working on the dime package today. He was with the linebackers and the defensive backs. Didn't really see him doing much out there uh, in the look, but we didn't really see any of the outside linebackers while we were in there doing a whole lot. It was just the inside linebackers and defensive backs, but he's in the mix right now for that fourth outside linebacker spot. You feel good about your top three with Terrell Lewis, Anthony Jennings, uh, Christopher Allen, uh, but there's competition there. Ben Davis, um, Jerez Parks, and then you've got the two uh, true freshmen, Kevin Harris and uh, King Wakuda. Saw a question about Mike Bernier, the punter. Yeah, I saw that too on social media, Mike uh, announcing that he would return to the Crimson Tide. I'm guessing we'll see that. If that's going to play out, I would think that would happen when classes start because you can add to the roster um, at that point. I want to say we saw a new punter in there today, as a matter of fact. I saw, and I, and I should have looked up the name, uh, but in a 99 jersey and in shorts, which tells you He's going through the acclimation period, uh, may have been an ad, uh, which is interesting because, you know, we saw Skylar DeLong, um, you know, obviously is one of those guys to go along with Will Reichert. I saw Will Reichert today. I saw Joseph Bulovus, um, but uh, it looked like a new punter perhaps has joined the mix. And I'll have to get more on that. It's uh, number 99 this young guy was in, so we'll see. Tight ends we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, again, good to see Miller Forrestall continuing to do what appears to be more and more, at least in individual drills, 
uh, leading that group out there today. Uh, the tight ends that we saw uh, when they broke into the groups with the quarterbacks, uh, it was it was Miller Forstall, Major Tennyson, Cameron Latou, Giles Amos, and Jalil Billingsley. Those were the scholarship and one non-scholarship player in Amos that were with that group of five tight ends. Uh, we saw Michael Parker go over to an area where he was working against the defense in the dime. So I thought that was somewhat interesting to note. <laughs> of course, the old school visor, David. You know, those those uh, new school visors, they just don't cut it, man. And these are harder to find for sure. You know, I call them the truck stop visors, the newer ones. Charlie, I think um, Slade Bolden could be a good special teams player in a number of areas. I think Slade Bolden could be a guy that could probably cover kickoffs. I think he would probably be a good gunner type on punts and also a, a guy on the other side, on the punt return side of it. So, yeah, in terms of special teams, I could see Slade Bolden having a role in that um, as well. Dennis, I believe, is asking about Ali Cahoe. Um, you know, we've talked about Ali a lot, Jalen Moody too. They they seem to be almost joined at the hip, is what we've seen from both when they've uh, since they've been on campus together. Uh, I think both of them would probably tell you at this point they would probably prefer some separation from one another uh, rather than the sort of conjoined look, because if that were to happen, that would mean one of the two is probably making a move up the depth chart. To this point, we haven't really seen that. Uh, as much. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to go on record and say that Ben Davis, Ben Davis played, I want to say, in a couple of games last year. I think Ben Davis right now you could look at from a depth standpoint. He can maybe give you some of that at outside linebacker. And perhaps he's a special teams guy this year. He's got to play more than he has the, the first three years. Bryant, the source for all these leg injuries, I think a lot of it goes back to 300-pound human beings um, whose bones, joints, ligaments uh, aren't built to sort of sustain the torque and power and speed and blunt force, frankly, uh, that comes with the sport. And, you know, that's not to say everything is collision-based because how many times do we hear about non-contact injuries? And again, a lot of that is because bigger, stronger, faster. That's the other side of all this. That's what I attribute it to because I know Alabama certainly, like so many other programs and strength and conditioning uh, departments in college athletics, they work preventive uh, uh, situations and workouts to try to keep these things from happening. But there's only so much you can do uh, to prepare a bone, there's really nothing you can do to prepare a bone. Um, tendons, ligaments, things like that. It's just, it's what comes with it. Angie, uh, Terrell Lewis, I believe that's who you're asking about. Terrell looks great. Um, Terrell looks like he, if he stays healthy, is going to be a double-digit sack guy. And I think the guy on the other side might threaten that as well. I think you're talking about if you get a full season out of the duo of Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis, um, you know, you're talking about a Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson sort of combination from a few years back.
you know, Billingsley looks good, the true freshman tight end. Uh, you know, he's more along the lines of an Irv Smith Jr., um, a guy that you can flex out and utilize even more so as a slot guy, uh, as a receiver. Um, not as much right now, I would say, the traditional in-line tight end, which that's okay. They've got some guys that can handle that with Latou moving over from outside linebacker. He's a guy that at the point of attack can put his hand in the ground if you're looking for that Hale Hinches type. Major Tennyson can do some of that as well. But I think Forrestall, um, Forrestall and Billingsley and, yeah, I, I think Giles Amos to an extent, although Giles Amos I would think of as more of a, a blocking H-back um, and tight end type. Uh, but they've got a good mix right now, especially if Forrestall can get back to where uh, he needs to be. And he is. He looks to be. We've already talked about Ben Davis, Mike. Again, this will download onto the uh, Built by Bama online podcast. If you want to get your daily Ben Davis update, we'll have it for you there. Uh, status quo for Ben. I, although, again, it's better for him, it appears right now, than it has been at any point previously in his UA career. Anything else before we wrap it up? I did get some practice video today, so you'll see running backs. You'll see some of that quarterback wide receiver work we talked about. You'll see some offensive line. That's kind of what uh, what we're looking at with the practice video. Yeah, Jerome Ford is definitely uh, a guy that's looking at more reps. But you know, I still think that um, I still think that that Shadarius Townsend at some point has a chance to make a nice impact at the running back position. It's not like Shadarius Townsend uh, didn't show some promise at running back back in the spring. I, I thought he showed some nice things. So whereas the connect the dots analysis at running back with Trey Sanders out would lead to having Jerome Ford as the clear cut number three option, uh, I think there's opportunity there for Shadarius Townsend too. Um, to go along with um, you know what they have there in in, uh, in Jerome Ford and, and Keelan Robinson. Moses looks good. Dylan looks good. You know they held him out of the scrimmage on Saturday, and uh, we saw him out there today in the dime package. Uh, we saw Markel Benton out there in the dime package. Uh, I get a lot of questions about Ali Caho and Jalen Moody, uh, but I'm telling you these two true freshmen have a chance as well. Uh, not just Shane Lee either, the early enrollee. He talked about a lot last night, Christian Harris, and how he has impressed some uh, practice observers uh, just with his natural ability and sort of instinctive as well, which is probably the best news of, of all of it with um, Christian Harris because his background isn't at linebacker coming out of high school, but his skill set and his measurables certainly speak uh, to a potential difference maker at the position so you know you would think Christian Harris would take a little bit of time to get up to speed at inside linebacker and that may be the case but I won't be surprised if 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 he makes a rise at the position maybe a little earlier than than we had previously anticipated Shannon we talked about it earlier uh, today with Matt Womack back the first group we saw on the offensive line had Womack at right guard Emil Echior, though, still at center, and Evan Neal um, at uh, left guard. You know, I haven't heard anything definitive on who got carted off last night. Um, 
But again, we talked about it earlier. It didn't appear as if Antonio Alfano was doing a whole lot uh, during today's practice. The true freshman defensive lineman and didn't really see Pierce quick with the offensive lineman during those individual periods. <laughs> Tripp wants to know, Jared Maiden or Shy Carter? You know, it's a great question. All we've seen really is kind of a combination of the two. And today, again, in the dime package, they were at safety together. So uh, I think yes right now is probably the best answer to that question. Um, I don't think we're probably truly going to know until after this scrimmage or at least get a better idea of how they're going to go there um, at safety. I think they feel good about both of them. I know they love having a guy in Carter that can cover at multiple spots, but it's a good competition. Bobcat, while we were in there today, we didn't see anybody go down. We did see Alex Leatherwood. It looked like maybe he got poked in the eye a little bit, but he was fine. A comp, a comparison of Jerry Judy to Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I can see some of that, you know. Um, it's just that Jerry Judy is extremely rare. When I think of Deshaun Jackson, I think more just vertical threat, you know. And, and I know Deshaun Jackson has some after-the-catch ability, but I think where Jerry's different than a lot of dudes is that he has that every playability to turn a five-yard hitch into an explosive play. Christopher Allen, Todd, um, you know, looks to be in that top three at outside linebacker. Looks to have come along nicely from the knee injury, which was sustained. Gosh, that knee injury for Christopher Allen, we're, we're almost exactly, I would think, on the sort of one-year anniversary of that. It happened about this time in fall camp a year ago, and no brace, uh, anything like that that we're seeing. Yeah, Brett, I don't. I haven't heard that with Trey Sanders as far as a career-ending injury. Um, you know, with so much that they can do now and not just the surgical aspect and sort of the uh, correctional stuff that they can do. Uh, and you've got some of the very best specialists in the world 50 miles away from where we sit. Uh, and then with the rehab capabilities that they have now, I, I haven't heard that with Trey Sanders. Kevin, um, I won't be surprised if Will Reichard is the kicker this year. I won't be surprised if Will Reichard is the punter this year. I won't be surprised if Will Reichard is some of both. Um, I think he's that type of talent. I don't think there's any doubt about it. The, the unknown with all these guys, especially kickers, is that until you see them do it, in one of these uh, meccas of college football, you don't know. And look, I think Will Riker's going to be really good. I think Will Riker's going to miss some kicks too. So you might prepare yourself for that if you're an Alabama fan. Here's a little news flash: Will Riker will not go 96 for 96 on field goals in four years. He's not going to do it. And he might even miss an extra point or two. That doesn't mean he's not a good kicker. They miss. They all miss at every level. Even the NFL. Alright gang, we're going to get out of here. Man, it is befitting of this old lady 
in here uh, that it is somewhat chilly. Feels good. Feels really good in here. You can probably hear that AC up there humming pretty good. Um, continuing coverage at BamaOnline.com. Again, Charlie Potter's practice report. Kirk McNair with some updates for you as well. Deanon McMillan with photo galleries from today's practice. I'll have some video for you as well. We thank you for joining us here on Instant Analysis and the Built by Bama Online podcast. Keep it locked to BOL for continuing coverage of the Crimson Tide.